the recording started now, and I could keep this part in. This could be like a little cold open. I've never really done a cold open. Interesting. We could try a cold open, but then, but then you know what a cold open leads to? Garbage. Theme song. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Rune Terrible Radio. I am your host, The Blevins. Joining me, as always, is Saucy Man Man. What's up, buddy? What's going on? Did you guys like that little cold open? I, I just, that just came to me on a whim. Do a little cold open, and then... We just, we just do things here, yeah. Just drop it right into the right into the theme song. <laughs> oh, man. I love that theme song. Saucy, you want to give a little shout-out to the little theme, little theme song artists? Yeah, I know, I know yeah, obviously I, I, you're very. You know, you know. <laughs> the, no, I I'd met them previously. Uh, no, theme song was made <laughs> by the uh, the good old boys over at Delver Music. Um, they stream like live music performances four nights a week now, so it's pretty cool. Oh wow! Yeah, they're they're crazy. Crazy good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that is actually awesome. But uh, you know, it's not awesome. Getting turn one Delvert into turn two flip Delver. That's not awesome. No, no. You know what else isn't awesome? What's that? Going to uh, play Legend of Terra on Tuesday night to find out the game's not on anymore. Oh! <laughs> it's yeah. so funny. So Blevins and I were chatting earlier this week about like topics for the show and what we want to yeah. talk about. And we're just like, do we just cry about not being able to play the game anymore? <laughs> So, uh, spoiler alert: We're gonna be crying for the next hour or so. Just, just tears, mm-hmm. no content. Just, just yeah. Crying. It's just gonna be us crying for an hour. <laughs> that's uh, the content you come here for. That's what you crave. That's what you get <sighs> for subscribing to this get. podcast. Uh, <laughs> eh, we got a couple of things to talk about at least, but it'll be mostly crying, yeah. I think. Um, yeah. Or maybe, maybe reminiscing fondly is a better, a better okay. word. Okay, uh, I like that through tears, of course, but, but still. Mm-hmm um a lot of tears so yeah it's gone we had it in our hands for such a, a few just a few days and uh i don't know just i know saucy you got to play a lot you had a, a couple of real big long sessions on stream mm-hmm. well overall impressions i mean did you get a better feel this this run was it yeah it was cool because so like last time i got in uh i think it was very late on saturday and then i got sunday to play and that was it Uh, Um, because then i just didn't have any other time so i got like one full day and this so this time i dedicated i took off work on friday did like a 10 hour stream and then i did another 10 hour stream on saturday and then we did like eight hours on sunday (laughs) so we got to play a lot more uh i think the biggest thing i noticed was a lot more people were experimenting with more like different stuff yeah um like the first preview patch we played i at towards the end i felt like everyone was either playing like frail yord control mm-hmm. or like draven aggro um there was only like three or four decks i was seeing this time i saw some crazy stuff just insane things through the entire weekend mm-hmm. which actually it brings up a an interesting point because i think the reason we saw those that meta sort of like solidify a little bit more near the end of the previous one was because they unlocked Mm -hmm. all the cards at the end right yeah the last day or however long it was just like uh 
yeah, just play whatever you want, which, of yep. course, when people have everything and the internet, they're going to play, and, and if they want to yeah. win, they're going to play, you know, yeah. the net decks, so that happened. But this was more like the organic, you, I mean, you still could, you got a lot of resources, right? So you could yeah. definitely build at least one deck solidly that you wanted, probably two even. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of experimentation. Uh, I felt like I played a lot of Teemo decks, like a lot of them, yeah. like maybe almost exclusively. <laughs> Man, there was, I think I had at one time six or seven different Teemo decks that were on my deck list. And I would just go through, all right, which Teemo deck are we playing now? <laughs> well, so fun. Oh, I, I, I had a Teemo deck built, but I meant I played against almost nothing. But Teemo oh, there were decks. so many. There were so many. And, I I kind of so I was playing the uh, Cataclysm deck Start that you sent me over that was from someone oh, yeah. in your chat I believe uh, had that list, which I gotta say really sold me on the on Heimerdinger more than anything else Heimerdinger and He's Karma. So I was already sold on Ezreal, who I'm yeah. convinced that the Teemo deck can't beat a single Ezreal, which nope. almost the first time someone played a Teemo against me and then I played an Ezreal, it was that it's exact scoop. moment that I was like, I no longer want to have anything to do with playing a Teemo deck. Yeah. <laughs> Not only can the Ezreal block, but also just gets to kill it for free when he attacks. Yeah, you, you, you get in there. So they either block with their Teemo, which is bad, or yeah. you get to just shoot it with your free Mystic shot. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's almost it, it's just a hard counter, and it, he's a three cost, and he's just good on his own. So strong. Yeah, it was just it that Cataclysm deck was really sweet because I got to play a bunch of different cards, and the whole spells mm-hmm. theme was really cool. But I never once got to cast Cataclysm. <laughs> I would just, I mean, I had it in my hand and I almost had it active, but I would always kill my, like, Heimerdinger is going to kill them before the Cataclysm Yeah, you just get a bunch of dudes. You can either chump block forever or you can, like, overwhelm them. It was, he was really good. Um yeah, that was my that was my biggest discovery this go because the first time I was just playing going like to what I knew and just playing all right frail yord control seems mm-hmm. like a thing that I as a person would play and so this time I was playing just a lot more stuff and uh, I I played against someone that was playing an Ezreal Heimerdinger deck and I'm like that seems really cool so I I built a couple different versions of it myself and um, I was very blown away by how actually good Heimerdinger can be like you you. You generally like you can play him and nothing really happens but if he survives a turn the mm-hmm. next the next turn is just insane you generate so much value right and and same with same with karma too it's just like if you ever like build up the three spell mana and can play one with the uh what's it called it's not called cancel but it's cancel uh deny deny yeah deny Deny, negate, cancel. Uh, they're all the same. It's all the same word. Uh, deny. If you can ever have the deny backup, it's uh, it's just so good because like you get the value off of you, you get the value off of the Heimerdinger. Even you can just like mm-hmm. uh, or they like the number of times that they would cast like um, that like six mana create three spiders thing. It's just like I just yeah. ranch you so hard. It, yeah, it really made like. There's it's the give and take of spells are air quotes better 
in Runeterra because they effectively cost less because you get to bank your mana, yeah. essentially. But also deny just completely ranches you when you cast a, yeah. uh, a big spell. It's like, yeah, the old list of uh, the old Freylord, um ramp decks that ran that twelve mana spell. It's like that. There's no way that's playable. Oh, it feels so bad if you. It's so there's bad just if you, no gonna... way that that's yeah. playable. I just don't. I can't yeah. possibly see that. Um, yeah. I know you, so you played a bunch of uh, Expedition Mode, right? Yeah, I did. And I got, I liked it a lot. So we talked about before how I'm more of a, in general, I'm more of a limited focus player. Like I like drafting Uh and uh, this felt good. It definitely feels different. It feels more like Hearthstone draft to me than it does Magic the Gathering draft, but it is Mm -hmm. certainly pushing the needle more towards actually not even towards magic not even really towards magic the gathering draft more towards the uh, like synergies in magic in mtg draft which is really good and they you know they talked about it um and i'll post this link in the show notes as well but there was an interview with uh paul sato santi sato santi sato santi i'm i'm butchering his name i'm sure yeah. Paul S. Uh, was the <laughs> design lead for Expeditions. Um, a really good interview there. It's about 30 minutes. Definitely check that out. But, you know, they based Style these packs on the um, – they based the packs on the synergies. And there's 23 – or archetypes. There's 23 archetypes. Six of them are mono region archetypes. 15 are duo region. And then there's two bonus um so and then basically your draft experience is shaped by what you pick in the sense that you're literally getting presented things based on what what you pick which i mean really for me at least like that's some of the most fun uh that you can get in in like mtg draft it's like oh mm-hmm. well i I, th- I think i talked about it before but like triple innistrad original Innistrad was one of my favorite formats because there were so many like distinct archetypes. And like when you got that to work, it felt, it felt so, so good. good. It felt yeah. so good because it's like, uh, Oh, I'm going with the mill myself strategy and like, I can get all these things and they all fit into different pieces. And it's not like some cards are made specifically for that strategy, but there's other cards that are good in that strategy and good at other things. And that's kind of mm-hmm. like the packs are, not only are the packs designed for that, but also you're getting presented packs that are good in your deck. So you can actually get, yeah. uh, you can actually get that, uh, like you can, you can get those decks online and it's not always just a, Oh, well my first pick was the Timo shrooms deck. So I have to pick the shrooms every time. It's like, you can go really into it. You can go kind of into it. You can yeah. keep yourself open. It was, it, it felt really good. And, um, in terms of my actual experiences with the uh, with the expeditions, I did three total expeditions, and I I got almost the complete uh, the complete experience of the full the full run of them. So my first one, I ended up getting six. I think I got six wins in in one of them. I think I lost my my uh, my win and end match at the end, but it was a pretty like. I think I got one, maybe two losses up to that um, and then got to the six win and lost. My second round of expeditions, 
I just I made a Teemo deck that was not good, and then it got two losses almost instantly. Or I think it actually literally went o two, and then the second deck I built was like, you ever have those decks uh, that you draft and it's like it's not that good and it like started out to be something cool, but then it didn't yeah. quite end up there. And it's just like got yep. kind of a couple of cards. Yeah. I had that. And I was like, I played one game with it. And I'm like, this is neither winning nor fun. Yeah. Uh, it's both of the things, not of the, neither of them. Yeah. It's, it's nothing and everything all at once. So I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm just going to go on to my next expedition. <laughs> like, all right, I got my joy out of this one. Let's go. Yep. It was basically uh, I finished the draft, and uh, that was it. I didn't want anything else. And then my last one, I got the full experience of lost win, lost win, lost win, lost win. Like literally every other up until the last game. So I I, I went lose, then win. So reset my losses. Then I lost, and then won. Reset Like literally all the way up to six wins, and then I won the last one. So it was uh I literally played maximum number of games in that one yeah, and that like was a super roller coaster. Yeah, it was. And uh it it felt good in the sense that like it I'm I'm glad like I got like the full amount out of the deck. It was a cool mm-hmm. it was kind of a cool deck, I guess. It was ended up being like a Katarina Draven deck. Um it was pretty good, but it I don't know, the playing 13 games or whatever the max number is and getting the same, like playing that many games and getting the same rewards as, um, you know, if I played half that number of games, feels a little yeah. off. But I guess, like, that's just a psychology thing, right? Because I would have, yeah. you know, when I got my second, I would have went, you know, in a traditional draft, that deck would have went one and two, right? Because I would have yep. went lost, win, then lost, and been done with it. And I would have started yep. a new run spent more gems or or whatever so or whatever in the end it was better it just like and i didn't feel bad it actually felt really good i'm yeah, like yeah. i i, I <clears throat> slog through i don't know i just want i guess i just want some i just want more basically because i'm uh yeah degenerate so but yeah yeah I, overall yeah. really really good it was interesting because like so i i played i ended up playing two full expeditions mm-hmm. and like the first one when i when i got done with the first like set it felt like i'd been drafting all day yeah like, that was only one run like mm-hmm. that's it was so crazy i looked at him like that was like two hours for one arena ticket like one like expedition right. ticket right it was insane yeah um which again goes into their sort of philosophy of this is not made this is not made for the uh the grinder that's just trying to get percentages and and go infinite yeah. so which makes sense so it's like you know i did my expeditions my or my one expedition with the two runs i forget what they're called trials yeah i think the two trials and the expedition that's okay, like yep. a full experience in and of itself um the only thing that feels a little bit mm, i don't know it feels a little bit weird i guess is like if i get 7 wins in my first trial I have no... Don't you want to play the other one? <laughs> no, I don't really want to play the other one. I mean, you can't... It's a free roll, but it's a... F- it, I, I guess free roll is not the the right word. It's just a... You do it for... It's for funsies. 
Yeah, yeah. It's just like I, so. Like on mine, what I, it, what happened? So I my first one, the very first one I did. Um, I started out as playing some Noxus aggro, and mm-hmm. then by the end, I didn't have any more Noxus cards in the deck. <laughs> it was all just shadow, like self, like destruction stuff, mm-hmm. like sacrifice effects, like an aristocrat's deck. And so I went seven wins with that. And uh, my second round, I'm like, what's the stupidest thing I can draft? Because it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm just like, right. what's some dumb crap? So I had like Teemo, uh, mid-range, just garbage. And yeah. like, it was it was fun. I went like three wins, but yeah. like, that's how I use it. I'm like, well, this is a free ticket to do dumb stuff. What can we make yeah. happen? Yeah, I think it's going to just take me a little bit to get out of the like, because I'm so... I don't know, poisoned, I guess, from like old time, like MTGO grinding of Mm -hmm. like, you're just min maxing everything. And I think it's probably for the best in general that they're like putting these systems in play that are, you know, really kind of hurting you away from that sort of mentality Mm -hmm. and the like, oh, we'll just buy the deck now and, and start grinding those games out. It's like more about the experience it's more about like yes you can go infinite but like you're not gonna be doing it forever or you can only do three expeditions a a week or whatever for prizes but um Mm -hmm. i think that's just gonna take you know myself and i'm imagining other you know other folks some time to get out of that sort of mindset but i think it's good overall yeah the 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 sheer amount of time definitely surprised me because i mean like Mm -hmm. you said you can play 13 games in one arena go um like and it's just interesting thinking about like i guess the value you can get out of that so like if you're playing and like you put in one expedition ticket like you Mm -hmm. get a lot of value for that ticket right in terms of game time Mm -hmm. um i mean well kind of because you can also do free play afterwards so really what is that value worth because if you can do free play So I don't know. I think they're trying to, they're putting in systems to kind of get us off of that track of thinking, which I is hard for me now, but I think I like overall. Um, Yeah, I know. I, I definitely had that, that. uh, So the biggest issue I had this whole, this whole weekend was um, every single deck I played against seemed interesting. And I just kept making every deck that I played (laughs) against. (laughs) So, I uh, I ran out of crafting materials very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up saving all my deck lists, so I have them to go back to. But I made twelve decks that I thought oh, were wow. pretty interesting. That's awesome. Um, but I ran out of crafting materials really fast, and so I'm like, <laughs> oh well, you know, I, this is the magic player, and me. I'm like, I'll just go whip out the credit card right. and realize like you can only buy a few cards. I was like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's I, like I can oh. only make half of another deck. Damn right. it. Yeah. Um. I'm. I guess fortunate in that I don't usually get bit by that. I'm usually like a hoarder of materials. And then of course I'll eventually spend them and then spend them all and be like, Oh, I've, I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Uh... Uh, we did actually, um, uh, Vincent grand in the Twitch chat actually did post all of the archetypes here. Um, which is really cool. Um, I'm not going to go over all of them. I guess I'll, I'll grab them. I'll grab them for yeah, the notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll be in the notes if you guys want to take a look at them. But it's really cool. I just think, like, it's um, the fact that you can – so one of the one of the, 
one of the things that stinks about like especially Hearthstone draft. It, it actually doesn't stink in Hearthstone Arena because you're never going to have that synergy like be unlocked. Yeah, it's just ever. never going to happen, so you never expect it. But like in Magic, it's like, oh, I'm going to draft the Mill deck, and then you pick that. You first pick that, you know, that Mill card, and then. Mm-hmm. You never see another one, or like you you get yep. like two early ones, and then you never see them. And then like in the back of your mind, I'm like, okay, well I can keep doing this. And then the draft ends, and you're like, oh, this didn't, didn't come happen. together at all. Hmm. And then you realize three other people at the table were trying to do the exact same thing. Right, and you just like, well, I guess uh, I guess I go to the next one. But mm-hmm. there's there's multiple things actually preventing that from happening in in runeterra there's the we're only present we're presenting you those synergy picks every every other which they explain in more detail in the interview video but it's basically going to show you packs of cards that are um in the in the archetypes that you are already drafted yep that you have already drafted um so there's that and then also like after your uh after your games you get to trade cards you get to actually trade yeah. cards in and out of your deck which i thought like they really did address the um one of the biggest things that i was worried about when they're like oh you can add cards to your deck afterwards i'm like oh well if you've ever played like dominion or ascension or any of these deck builder games it's mm-hmm. like well, I only want to add really powerful cards to my deck. I don't actually want yeah. to just add cards. If there's any amount of chaff in the deck, I'm like, well, I just I would rather have nothing in my deck, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's actually exactly. a very powerful effect to remove things from your deck. Um and they're like, yeah, no, you're you, you're adding cards when you pick a champion because champions are really good and you're pretty much always going to want to have those mm-hmm. even at the cost of maybe a weaker card. But every other thing is just like a swap, and you don't have to take the swap if you don't want to. Yep. Yeah, which was pretty cool. Yeah, the swaps, like, that, I mean, there's just so many, like, you're, the fact that you're, like, essentially continually drafting even after you've already drafted and are playing, that was really, like, that kept yeah. me in it. That kept me in it even more because it's, like, in that in that round where I went every other, it was, like, well, it's not just okay. Well, I gotta slog it out with this one again. It's like my deck is getting slightly better every every game too. Exactly. Um, and I'm like, yeah, that's. I think that's true because I don't. I feel like I wouldn't be able to like make it through mentally intact having 13 mm-hmm. games with the deck, but being able to change it after each game actually like it was exciting to me. I was like looking forward to. I wonder what I get and what I can pick after right. this game. Right, and it was really helpful as a new player to be like, oh, man, this card looks really good, and then I play it, I'm like, oh, this is trash. Or I play against yeah. a card from someone, and I was like, oh, that card is way better than I thought it was. Oh, I get the chance to put it in my deck. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so it, it just, I mean, it's a lot of moving parts and a lot of new things mm-hmm. all at once, but it was, I, I really liked it. Um, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, so definitely check out that interview. Going to want to do that. Um, what about in terms of, I mean, we talked about Constructed a little bit, but what was your, mm-hmm. I guess, your Constructed experience overall for this for this preview patch? Yeah, so overall, um, I had, like, a stupid amount of fun deck building. Um, like, I ended up with, like, 12 different decks that were all pretty viable, uh, just just playing things. And I think what was really cool and something that, um, 
just kind of my eyes were open to with mm-hmm. this game specifically with Runeterra is like once you get the core things that are good in certain regions you can really make a lot of stuff so like mm-hmm. if you have your like braum anivia trindamir and like some good Freylord stuff and then mm-hmm. you have like your good uh shadow isles removal like if you just have some of these packages um and we'll get to it in one of the questions later but like i found i was mixing just sh- the, all the good removal from shadow and mm-hmm. put in like with every other deck so I made yeah. like mm-hmm. a Heimerdinger shadow deck. I made a Teemo shadow deck. And just like, there's a lot of cool things you can do with just like small archetypes, putting them together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's just, I mean, there's so many cool like interactions of like, oh, well there's the, I think it's a, sh- it might, I, I'm still like rem- learning where, uh, what each um, region is or what's in each region. Mm-hmm. But there's a, I know there's a card that makes like th- two or three copies of something but they're ephemeral it's like a six man oh, yeah, spell that, um yeah it's dawn and dusk yeah there's yeah. that it's like well that's really good with the champions because you don't normally get to have multiple champions multiple copies of a champion in play right <laughs> because they turn into their their spell so but you do get to have them in play when you do a card like that so it's like you can that even just that effect opens up so many other possibilities it's like oh well i have three fioras and i actually don't i don't actually know how that works if they like i think they all count separately okay it would be probably be pretty broken if it didn't but even just like that effect itself is really good um, yeah, so my favorite my favorite deck that I made with that is I made a, a Nivea Dawn and Dust deck ooh. because when they die, you get the eggs that just turn into oh. the upgraded Anivias. And so then when you so you do it on the defense at the end of their turn, and then you get to attack with three buffed birds. And uh, wow, it's amazing. I didn't even think about you, that because they come back as regular. Six, yeah. That's insane. Yeah. And so, and that's in uh, Iona too. So you get Deny to protect your Dawn and Dusk. Okay, so, so that is uh, in Ionia. Yeah. Yep. Um, wow, I didn't even think about it with Anivia. I saw that you were running that deck, and you were like, once you get the combo, it's insane. I'm like, I don't know what the combo is. I'm going to wait yep. and see. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, so cool. I, it's it's stuff like that that, like, I don't know if we re- – like, there just wasn't enough time to explore no. these different things. And, I mean, just playing – just playing the Heimerdinger Karma deck, Heimerdinger Karma Ezreal deck Ezreal. was like, well, I'm getting so many of these random spells that I'm like actually getting a taste of like what else is out there. And it's like, there are yeah. a lot of cards. I mean, I, I'm not, I wasn't a like pro tour level magic player and I wasn't playing professionally. So I don't have like maybe the absolute best card evaluation skills. But I've been playing for a long time, and I think a lot of Magic yeah. players are on the same uh, wavelength of like, yeah, I can kind of see what what cards are good, and the but there's a lot of systems there's that are deceptively different in Runeterra, and it was mm-hmm. like the one the the like spell that um, gives you a random spell and refills your spell mana. I'm like, uh, well, this three yeah. mana thing is like kind of bad. It's like, oh wait, no, actually, it causes zero. <laughs> it, it basically yeah, zero cost costs zero. Are good. Yeah, it costs zero, and it gives you a spell trigger. It gives you a Heimerdinger trigger. It's like it's actually really decent, and like I'm still wrapping my head around the fact that like spells effectively cost less mana. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm I'm sure 
like I wasn't playing my even my turns effectively. I mean, I was definitely making some very blatant errors. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, and that's like so the game itself like just Runeterra as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um I think something I really enjoy about it is it it grasps that like simple to understand, difficult to master. Mm-hmm. Um which I think is what like when Hearthstone first came out that's what they were trying for. Um but this there's like even I mean just like you said we both come from magic and mm-hmm. have that magic background. Um, there's a lot, it just plays very differently in this game. And there's a lot of strategy, yeah. like mm-hmm. when you're going to attack on your turn, even when you're on the offense versus, you know, like getting in the extra damage by attacking first, or do you want to play out some more minions, but yes. then they could have their removal. And like you said, uh, um, spells effectively costing less. So like when I first looked at the set, I was like, man, this card seven mana destroy units, pretty crap. Like that seems right. horrible seven mana. But then when you look at it, you're like, Oh, it's actually only like four mana kind of, all right, that's pretty good. Yeah. Like it's very interesting. Yeah. And like combat math is different because it seemed like the, when I was playing against people, like they weren't, either weren't thinking out far enough or Mm -hmm. they were underestimating like things having haste effectively everything having haste or or having haste and having vigilance Mm -hmm. uh which is just like it's a it's a tough thing to conceptualize if you're coming from magic or if you're if you're coming from hearthstone because it's like Mm-hmm. I'm seeing like I'm not even thinking like five turns out. I'm thinking like one and a half turns out, and I'm like, oh, yeah. you're putting yourself dead on board right now, uh, and like yeah. you're attacking in a weird spot, or you're not attacking, or like all these things. It's like I could tell. I mean, and I'm not excluded from this, but this the play was a little bit sloppy for sure. Yeah, um, just across. Yeah, the there board. was a. And it's very interesting, especially when you're doing combat math, like having to decide if you're being too greedy or not greedy Mm. enough or like how much damage you actually need to put in because, you know, there's counterplay from your opponents. Mm. And like uh, there's, I don't know, there's just a lot, especially when you're doing what is it, overwhelm math or over, what is it, overwhelm or overrun? Yeah, trample, overwhelm is trample. There's a lot of interest, like there's a lot of like my brain was on fire doing overwhelm math on a lot of games. And I was Mm. like, man, it's like, it's just very interesting. Right, because you can, like, it's like, oh, well, I can put my Overwhelm guy all the way to the left, so he's going to hit first, so you're just dead. Mm-hmm. And then also the, like, the wrapping my head around the fact that, like, just a big dude is better than it normally is because mm-hmm. you have to, you can only single block. And if it's just a big dude with Overwhelm, it's really good. So, like, a lot yeah. of those, like, there's, like, a... I think a seven, six overwhelm for six or something in um, Noxus. Maybe I don't remember. It's like a pretty, it's like a limited card essentially. Is it the Um, challenger guy? No. Well, there's that guy, but not, that's not who I was thinking. There's a seven, four overwhelm challenger in Noxus. I was thinking of, uh, um, there's another I know guy. What you're talking yeah, about. it's like a beast or something. Maybe it's not in Noxus, mm-hmm. but like that guy is way better than I thought he was because I'm like a seven six for six. It's like all right stats, but you know, it's like oh wait, he has trample and you can only single block him. So like normally it's like mm-hmm. 
seven six it's like well if they have two three threes he's just like trading down but it's like oh nope actually it's gonna t- do that over two turns where he's hitting instead of hitting for one he's actually hitting f- in, in magic he might hit for one if you double block the two three threes you're over two turns actually dealing eight so mm-hmm. like that's a big difference because the life total is yeah. the same. There's a lot of things that are different, but the yep. life total is the same. So, um, yeah. just conceptualizing that, uh, one, one, another thing in, in limited and well, especially in limited, but also I think in constructed that we both kind of came to the conclusion of was challenger is real, real good. Yeah. It's very strong. Yeah. It's like, at first, like the two four challenger for three, um, and I'm sorry, folks, I'm not going to remember the names of these cards. I mean, yeah, I eventually so I'll learn them, but we're trying to remember an entire set of new cards. I'm trying to just remember what their stats are, kind of. Um, but he would end up being super good because, again, like they are either like effectively removal spells or they are like opening the way for your big dudes and mm-hmm. like if they can't chump block with their big with if they can't chump block with their guys on your big dudes you just are taking it over like having yeah. the, that like gigantic the abyss guy every turn is just so good in uh in mm-hmm. a game like this but challenger just like in so many cases even like the one one poro challenger the yeah he's strong affectionate poro i think it's called i'm thinking clingy poro because he's like clinging to the guy's leg but it's yeah yeah i think it's called affectionate poro was like i think it's affectionate it was really good because it's like oh well i'm gonna have your big guy block the poro and my big overwhelm guy gets through so yep yeah that was one thing like just after playing more and more how strong challenger felt i started just putting thresh in every deck just because like he's he's like as a creature of a three six for five that mm-hmm. like the six the six health that he has with challenger yeah. is crazy strong and he always levels up way faster than you expect mm-hmm. i always forget that it's like six units dying and not friendly units dying right and uh and like i don't know i've, I've won a lot of games just because one because people forget his combat math so like you throw him <laughs> on the far right you always attack on the far right, and then things die, and then he the becomes a 4-7 by the time they get to him. Yeah. Yep. I got Ranch, not by Thresh, but by uh, Trindamir. Oh, he's I got so ranch easy to get by destroyed by. I got, I got Ranch by Trindamir because I had um, – I didn't – I mean, I, I got Ranch because I didn't know how the interaction worked. But I had a um, – I think it was actually a Fiora – that had um i gave her um quick attack is that what it's called okay. first first strike i'm i'm, I'm just calling yeah. it the magic i gave quick her attack. first quick, yeah quick attack i gave her quick attack and, and buffed her up so um i pulled i'm like oh i'm gonna kill this trindamir um and then i'll deal with the big guy next turn i don't care well i pull with the fiora i quick attack him down to kill him and then he levels up. I'm like, okay. And then I see he's leveled up and then just kills my Fiora. I'm like, yep. so he <laughs> dies, but he doesn't actually die. He just levels up. Because like in Magic, yeah. it would be like when he dies, return him to the battlefield leveled up. Yeah. Would be kind of how it worked. But it was actually like. Yeah, exactly. 
instead it when he dies it instead creates a replacement effect that levels him mm-hmm. up and oh by the way he's still in combat and gonna crush yeah, he's you huge i just like and the only thing i could do was just hit escape and then hit surrender yeah, right yeah. that's like well i got a i got a good learning experience yeah, i did this for science and uh we we got there yeah there's just so many things like that i mean i think we 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 talked about it in the pre-show there's like the the way the stack works is different than in magic. It's like mm-hmm. you set up the stack and then they respond and set up their stack and then everything resolves. Right. It's yeah. not like you play a spell, then you let it resolve. Then you can play another spell then let it resolve, etc. Mm-hmm. It's like, Nope, it all goes on. Then it all goes off. And then also once attacks are declared, that's what happens, right? There's no yeah. like play a spell, resolve it. Then like the, the drain one from anything or drain one from a unit make a spider got a lot it it got a significant amount worse for me in my eyes because what i wanted to be able to do was you know have them declare attacks i drain a guy create the spider and then block another guy (laughs) it's not how it works can't do it no Mm -mm. can't do it so it was there was a, a couple of times where like if it were magic the way I sequenced it, I could have done something better or yeah. cooler, but it was like, oh, nope. I need this to resolve entirely. Yeah. Then I need to cast this after it resolves, but you can't do that. Yeah, I had a, I had a lot of those, like, just just like uh, trying to do really tricksy things. So, like, I block with a minion on their big dude, and then I'm like, all right, I'm going to glimpse beyond this guy. Mm-hmm. Once he's dead and I draw two cards, then a unit will have died, and then I can black spear mm-hmm. his draven that's attacking. But that's not how it works. Nope. Like, it's just your spell happens and then the combat happens You're like right. dang it yeah it, it should almost create like it would almost be it'd almost be helpful to visualize it if when attacks were declared it actually like created a little like uncounterable spell that was like attacks mm-hmm. are happening and like that goes on the stack that's yeah. act- it's kind of what happens right like attacks yeah. happening is something on the stack and then you can respond to that but then the way the spell, the stack works is that down the line it all resolves yep. and attacking is the last thing. Um, mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I wonder. Eh, they probably wouldn't do that because that would probably create even more confusion when you're trying to deny yeah. their attack. <laughs> like I want to deny your attack. I mean, that would maybe we're gonna smell like that. Yeah. I mean, it would be fog, right? Like that's not. I mean, it's yeah. not a broken spell, right? It's no. I mean, it, we have all there's. Another thing I was just blown away by is how many ways you can ready your attack in this game. Holy crap. I did not realize how many things just give you extra attack phases. Yeah, there's at least, uh, well, there's Katarina. Then there's um, another spell, at least one. Yeah, there's a spell that does it. And there's only like three mana or something for the spell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Katarina. uh, What's his name? The big dumb dude. Darius? Does Garen do it? Yes, Garen does do it at the beginning of your turn. Ready, to, and then there's an eight mana like seven seven that when it enters, I think. And then there's a does doesn't Lucian too? Yeah, Lucian. Yeah. He has a readier attack. There's just so many that I just did not not expect. Yeah, and let me tell you, if if people are bad at combat math now, <laughs> let me tell you, when you are attacking multiple times on their turn, their combat math does not get better. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Katarina, was... go. Okay. I think I saw you, yeah, when you were playing that limited game and 
Like you had to level up Katarina in your hand. There, it's on their attack, and he played a minion first. So then you're like, all right, just go into attack step. Yeah. So you get to attack before <laughs> he got to, and you killed half of his attacking squad yeah. before they could even attack. Yep. It was like, uh, oh, they should have. They should not have played a unit. Yeah, that's the. I mean, that's that's the game, right? Like, yeah. there's so much of that that you can, you can. There's so many decisions to be made, and they're yeah. not obvious, but. There are so many games. I'm like, all right, the only way I win this game because they have close to lethal on board is if they just play a minion first, right. so then I can ruination. <laughs> I'm like, this is the only way I'm winning, yes. and then they win. I'm like, yeah, we get there. Yep, I I had multiple times where I'm just like, I just need them to play. I need to play something. I need to like try to play something so that they can respond. Or no, I, I'm like, I need them to just play anything right now. I need them yeah. to play anything. Anything at all. I need. I, I, oh no, it was one time. I think I um they attacked and i'm like none of my blocks are good but i need to block here so that they play something so i don't remember what it was exactly but i'm like i'm like i need them to play something here even though they had no reason to like yeah. they just like just press the button forehead like you'll yeah. just win if you press the button mm-hmm. um so like like that sort of stuff i think that's the type of thing that you just don't get at all in hearthstone right at least not that yeah. like direct no interaction it's like yeah they can misplay their turn right um yeah and then you get your turn and you can win off that i mean they definitely people definitely do that but it's not like you're not you're not as actively like baiting people into doing things right like i'm not you know i'm making this bad block so that they think that they do something like the number of times i that my opponent would like uh, I would do something and then play a spell, even though it wasn't that good, just so that they would play something and then I could really yeah. get them. Was a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's none of that in Hearthstone, right? Like there's so yeah. just like, and there's a ton of it in Magic too. So it's like again more of a hedge towards uh, Magic: The Gathering, which is obviously where my uh, where my heart lies at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm I'm really glad about that, but. Um, Overall, I think expedition mode was, you know, two thumbs up from me. It, uh, I think, really, um, it really did what they said it was going to, right? Like yeah. the, the the archetypes felt really good. The synergies, the draft experience felt really good. The even the literal max number of games felt good. And like at the end, I like put it all. I'm like, I'll get uh, if anyone wants to take me up on this bet, I'll like bet gifted subs like that i'll win this and if not you have to sub so i got and i got someone to do it and i won yeah uh, also shout outs to yeah. Ke- shout outs to Kesset for taking that bet uh love you bud but um it was it was just a fun thing like I, I and yeah it was like i don't know an hour and a half at least if not two hours for that one trial that i ended up getting seven wins and it felt really good mm-hmm. um so two thumbs up for expeditions for me um in terms of constructed, like the decks that I played were fun. Um, I played that Cataclysm deck that you sent me. I think, did you send me another deck too? I don't remember. I think I, I think only I played you decks that you sent deck. me. You definitely sent me the Heimer. Well, the Cataclysm deck had Heimerdinger. Maybe you sent me another one. I, I don't think remember. I sent you another one first, and then I sent you the Cataclysm. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, they felt good. I guess it. It was hard for me because I didn't play as much constructed. I only really had one like super long session. Like I had an eight hour session 
and then everything else was just like sporadic play. So I didn't get to play mm -hmm. as much as I wanted to. Um, and I didn't play much constructed. I only played, you know, maybe 20% of my time was constructed. So yeah. I just like didn't get as much experience or exposure in it. And kind of like what you were saying earlier, it was like people, people were playing a wide variety. Well, for me, they weren't really playing a wide variety. They were just playing like unoptimized decks which was like yeah. um okay i mean this is cool but like i didn't lose a single constructed game just uh yeah. you know like i played maybe i don't know five or six games and just didn't get close to losing any of them and it's like well i guess i had fun i almost cast cataclysm yeah. six times but i didn't yeah, actually right? um yeah there was a lot and i think a lot of it like like you said since we didn't get the full card pull again mm -hmm. like I really enjoy being able to be like, all right, well, I don't have these cards. I have no way to get yeah. these cards. What can I put in that's close? And that's when I started putting just Thresh into everything. I'm like, I have Threshes, yeah, I but I didn't them, have, so. uh, oh, the, what is it that? I don't know the guy's name. The guy who makes all the ephemeral dudes when he attacks. Oh, I know who you're talking about. No idea what his name Hecarim? is. Hecarim, yes. Yeah, I didn't have any of him, but Heck I had a lot of Threshes. So I was, I was playing the, the Zed Ephemeral deck, but I just put mm -hmm. Thresh in its place. Mm -hmm. And, like, it was still good. Like, he's leveled up, he attacks, he throws Zed out from your deck. Like, let's go. It was, it was pretty strong. Oh, yeah. I also, I think we both um, kind of realized the six mana, five, five, summon a dead, or resurrect a dead hero, oh. like the highest power dead hero. That yeah. guy was nutty. He's insane. Yeah. Um, is it Twi Twilight Thing? Is that his name? I think his name actually is Twilight Thing. I think that's what... Twilight Thing, I think, is what it is, right? Yeah, yeah. They, uh, they you know, name name pending, but Twilight Thing. Mm -hmm. um, Twilight... Oh, it's it's actually the Rekindler. I was very close. Oh, <laughs> Twilight Thing. The Re actually the Rekindler. It's, it's an anagram yeah. for Twilight Thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, as it's we all know, Easter as egg. everyone knows this. Yeah. yeah, it's an Easter egg. You guys just, I mean, just open a book sometime, guys. Come on. Yeah. Um, Where the hell did I get Twilight anything from? <laughs> well, the Twilight is kind of like if you're rekindling the light, except you're not you're Perfect. like putting it out love that no there's nothing yeah. i i've got nothing for no. you man i i no. tried and i failed <clears throat> but <laughs> oh man <laughs> i'm on a roll tonight yeah i don't i actually don't mind the like limited card pool not like limited as in the mode but limited as in you we're not going to be day one everyone has yeah fully decked Everything. out i'm fine with that i think they just need we just need a um a ranked system so that it's like mm. you're either if if people are just playing random garbage and you're winning a bunch you're gonna get out of that sort of yeah. tier of people right like you're eventually gonna uh, ascend to a point where people have sim yeah excuse me similar decks um whereas in in this and it, it, you know they weren't testing out ranked or anything so i'm not expecting it but like this it, it almost was like uh not a waste of time for me for constructed but it was just like I, it was it was kind of lukewarm for me because I, I, mm -hmm. I like I said I didn't get close to losing any of the games that I played and uh, I think five five out of the six or seven games I played were against Teemo decks and I had Ezreal in my deck so weird yeah 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 I just win, yeah, I just win and um, I mean I got to have fun doing it like you know you, 
the Heimerdinger Karma deck was just fun, but uh, yeah, there was uh, some sort of rank system would definitely um, would definitely uh, be helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Any other things that you wanted to talk about in terms of constructed or expedition or anything before we get into some Twitch and Twitter and Discord questions? Yeah, I, th- I think the last real quick thing I wanted to post on were there any like uh, cause, so we had the forty cards balance changes. Were there any cards mm. post balance change because huh. they weren't all like nerfs, but that really that you were kind of surprised by uh yes actually and you witnessed my surprise uh as i was playing it and that was draven um because yeah i mean it's a big one Pris- prismat actually on our last episode really hit the nail on the head he was like yeah i don't like this change because i think it completely destroys draven and i'm like while we were recording that in my mind i'm like yeah he's probably a lot better than me but like there's no way Draven's yeah, gonna Draven's be that still good, worse, right? Draven's he's, he's awesome. He's still fine, but I played him in he's my okay. expedition, and let me tell you, the number of times that that additional power was relevant was almost every single interaction yeah. I had, like every combat step. Yeah, it's like you really want four power, which you can get with using a blade but i don't want to use the blade the first time if i don't have to i want to like hit get a blade and then next turn uh use a blade and then just actually i guess you do you have to hit twice to do i don't know whatever i just don't want i i don't want to have to discard one of my actual cards just to trigger the blade Mm -hmm. if i don't have to um yeah maybe i'm just playing draven wrong but it felt like it feels so bad because you basically, again, because of how um, the stack and combat works in Runeterra, I have to attack with Draven, and then if I want to guaranteed get the blade strike, I have to play the blade before they do anything. Mm-hmm. Because if they just don't do anything and Draven hits, then I don't get the blade hit. I just get a regular hit and I get yeah. another blade. So if I really want to get that dancing blade or whatever it's called going, I need to play it preemptively, which means I have to discard a card and then also discard the blade itself effectively to play it on Draven. And then if they have any sort of spell or anything to react, uh, interact with it, I just get three for one, essentially, or 2.5 for one, I guess. Um, and I just never want that to happen. Uh, just in general, (laughs) So yeah. I would just be like, I guess Draven's just a three-three quick attack. I guess that's the which world is we live in. Like it was, yeah, it was a very, very big hit, which is crazy because yeah. you don't think of just like one stat change being that huge. Right. But like, I mean, when we were hanging out, I saw at least six combat steps like back to back where it yeah. just, if he was four attack, you win that game handedly. Yeah, it just wasn't close. I just like yeah. am, he he just puts so much pre- he'll he'll put so much pressure on it where and it was like, well, guess I have to work for it now, which is fine. Um it just like he felt like he got a really big downshift in power. Yeah. Like I would not yeah. want to run him in constructed if I didn't have to. Um No, that was another thing. I did not see I don't. I think I saw only one Draven on. I can't want to say on ladder in constructed. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just, which is funny because of how many Draven decks I saw in the first preview patch. Right. There were so many decks that were just Draven, whatever, because he was so strong. Um, but yeah, I just I did not really see him hardly at all. 
Yeah. Um, part of it is probably people generally overreact to nerfs. Oh, yeah. But uh, this one was warranted. Uh, what about you? Yeah. Anything that performed either better or worse than you expected after the changes? Yeah, a couple that surprised me. So the Eager Apprentice, the two-mana 2-1 two yeah. for P and Z, she was way better than at three-mana. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I played her a lot in a bunch of decks, and it felt awesome. Um, her coming down on two, giving you a blocker, but then she's basically a zero mana, two, one in a lot of those mm -hmm. decks. Um, she was excellent. I was very happy with that change. Um, and one, I think that really I was very surprised by, but was by the Weirding Stones nerf. Mm. So I expected Weirding Stones was going to be unplayable at, at the extra mana point. Mm -hmm. um, in my mind, I was like, man, you really want it on two, on three. It's so bad. And so I my I was messing with a Frail Lord control deck first, mm -hmm. and I was like, well, let's just take out you know one Weirding Stones and put something in because maybe three is too much, and realize that it's still really strong even at three. Mm -hmm. uh, and the extra health actually makes up for it quite a bit because you can sit like with it at three health. You never really wanted to. You don't want it at one health because there's a lot of one health removal spells. Mm -hmm. um, so like it on two health is fine. So you like with three health total you can't ever really block with it at right. four health sometimes you can block something mm -hmm. which was uh it was very impressive to me yeah that i i didn't end up playing that card at all but it was it does seem like like you like you mentioned on the last show like it was nice to see that like we're nerfing cards but also we're giving you a little bit of of utility somewhere else we're giving you something mm -hmm. back because yeah. They want the cards to all be playable, at least in some capacity. And, like, considering the archetypes, right, and the, the way that Expedition is structured, like, they want you to essentially, like, want to pick these packs, right? So. Yep, yep. It was, yeah, those it was are really the, good. The big surprises. Yeah, I, I'm still, like, blown away by how, like, mediocre Draven felt. Even in a deck where I, like, yeah. it was the Draven deck. Like, I had three two mana five power creatures i had katarina i had two dravens um and he just felt like meh because he was just so so weak and you can get him good but like he on his own he wasn't good which maybe that's exactly that's probably exactly what they wanted right they just wanted him to be like more of a build around and like actually have to try to make yeah, him good of just goes in every deck yeah, it's like, oh, his, he's statted well um, and has quick attack, and his other abilities are like, whatever, you just do it so that you get the stuff. It's like, yeah, okay, yep. I get it. I get it. And they, I guess, you know, really, really got there. Um, yep. All right. So there is an interview, actually, a written interview um, on the uh, out of. Uh, out of dot cards. Um, I'll post the link again in the uh, in the description. It's an interview with uh, the a game producer for Legends of Runeterra, Blake Midstoke, um, and a uh, lot of lot of insights into this one. Definitely check it out. The one thing I wanted to kind of point out here was uh, right at the beginning, actually, uh, a really interesting quote that I guess kind of ties together all of what they've you know what they've been doing and what they've been saying is that it that runeterra is a truly player focused business model which is like i mean we don't even need to go that much into it it's just like that's just such yeah. an interesting way to look at it and to mm -hmm. to phrase it it's 
and it felt like that to me. It, it feels like a lot of the decisions they're making are actually like a player focused business model for mm-hmm. Runeterra. Yeah, it's 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 funny. Like I was having a, a conversation today with one of my coworkers who's who plays a uh, Eternal and a couple other card mm-hmm. games, and he he was telling he made the point where he's like, if he was watching people play it, he didn't get into the beta, but he said it feels like this is what it would be if Magic was a game that came out this year and didn't come out years ago. Yes, like it kind of feels like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is it, pretty. It it does and. It's very modernized. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's a lot of, there's, it's not even so much like they're adding systems or they're adding things that are like, oh, this is completely super innovative to 2019. I mean, some of it is, but a lot of it was like stuff that was done by Hearthstone already, like cards generating cards and putting them into your hand or the randomizing stuff that you can't really do in in a tabletop game. But it was more like removing things that were, brought into a lot of other games as assumptions because of what magic did and taking those assumptions away yep. and being left with what, you know, it would be if it were designed today. So yeah, no, that's a really apt, a really apt point um, to make there. Yeah. Well, uh, should we answer a couple questions? Yes, we should. Let's move I on. I feel here. like we have time for what, like two questions. Yeah. 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 Two, two questions here. Um, we actually, guys, got a ton of questions in from you, so really huge shout-outs to everyone who did answer a question. We will, uh, if we don't get to them on the show here, we will answer them for you in Discord. Um, just hit us up on the Discord, discord.me slash radio. Um, if you're not already in there, uh, definitely give it a join. Uh, kind of blown away by, you know, in the last week how many people we've gotten in there, and uh, we've got lively conversations and uh we want to keep the show going uh in the discord so uh saucy why don't, why don't you pick one what one do you want to talk all about? right so yeah this is one we alluded to earlier this is a question from nerg is just nerg, nerg i think nerd nerg uh they <laughs> ask question for the podcast do you think the meta will revolve around taking strong secondary regions such as shadow isles or iona for access to strong removal or combat tricks um, my first assumption is yes, because mm-hmm. that's kind of what I was doing. Um, <laughs> so like I said before, I was just taking the strong Shadow Isles removal package and mm-hmm. putting it in every PNZ deck or every Freljord deck or yeah. like that was just how I was deck building. It was like, I want this key removal suite that's in Shadow Isles and I'm just going to put it in with X. Um, so yeah. I could feel, yeah. I feel like that's going to be a very strong thing where you'll see um, different regions that are just better as a secondary region because they have Mm -hmm. so much like you said iona for getting deny and getting all the Mm -hmm. cool combat tricks absolutely i think i mean the kind of the cool thing is each region has kind of like a primary and a secondary sort of uh function yeah theme or function like you can run shadow isles like with the removal side and the like drain life side there's like part of the spiders package in there there's part mm-hmm. of the or there's the main focus of like the uh ephemeral and resurrect stuff like there's and that's all in one region like you can take any one of those pieces add it to something else and like that's the cool thing about Runeterra right now is like oh well how does like the spiders kind of like fit together naturally with the noxus 
spider. I think it's Noxus is the other one. Noxus spiders. With Elise. Yeah, with Elise and all that. But it's like, how does the? I mean, just like we were talking about before, how does the um, Ionia create two ephemeral versions of a card work with something like Shadow Isles and like create a super mm-hmm. synergistic um, ephemeral deck? Or, you know, how does the removal package work when you're combining it with the, um, with, you know, the Ezreal mystic shot removal package? Like there's just so much you can do. And I think, yeah, it's definitely going to revolve around that. Um, maybe not necessarily like, I mean, it probably will. Cause that's generally how like magic decks work. It's like, it's mostly, it's very rarely like 50, 50, cut it down the middle, um, you know, one color and another color. It's more like, well, one color is kind of focused in the in the beginning, and then the other color is more focused in the end. And you don't even mm-hmm. need to worry about like um, different colors when you're act or different regions when you're actually playing because you can just play them all. There's no mana. There's no lands. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and what else is cool is like as new sets come out and as things change, um, all of that can change. So like. A magic example is like sometimes you'll only see black as it's the removal color because they have mm-hmm. such strong removal at the time. But then there's time where black is super aggressive and you'll have like right. a mono black aggro deck. So like mm-hmm. the same thing could be here, whereas like maybe there's a time where ephemeral is just super strong and that's coming from, you know, X region. And then yeah. sometimes maybe all of a sudden there's a new mechanic that changes things. So like you you never know how that's going to kind of exist Sorry, a while. right and they actually um they actually say in the uh the export uh the expeditions interview that in the next set i mean they didn't give really any details but they did say that they're going to be adding another region so like oh, that's going to be that that's going to add so much already it's going to add what an extra seven um two region combos right plus the plus the um the solo region so it's like mm-hmm. there's just so much like what if this region has spiders then it's all of a sudden there's like mono of each of them so there's three decks then there's you know this two this two and this two so that's what six decks now instead of just the one or i guess yep. two technically it's like insane like how much you can change with just one extra region and you know if depending on what those things have it's like it might just be for one like you might just really really want one combo card right like the um the uh the six mana make two ephemeral card like that's one of the only um iona cards in that like teemo combo deck right like you want or and then there's also the the one or maybe teemo is like the only um p and z card in that deck that i think that's how it is there's that four mana two three when you play it when you play it if you reveal another or if your top minion is an Iona card search for two one cost minions and put them into play and like mm-hmm. Teemo's your only non Iona card in the deck so yeah. it's like welp I guess I just almost automatically get uh, two Teemos in play and that's insane yep. um, like that sort of stuff is going to happen so I definitely think um, really good question. Um, from Nurg, and I definitely think that's what it's it's going to be. I mean, unless once we get like very very um, like defined and powerful cards in one region, I don't think like right now it it seemed it almost seems a little crazy almost to have a a solo region deck right now um, because there's just so much like diversity and strength across yeah. the two regions, and there's like 
there's not really much negative to playing the second region. Like in Magic, like mm-hmm. if the fix the mana fixing, <laughs> yeah, if the mana fixing isn't good, you don't want to add colors. But in Frontera, mm-hmm. it's just like nope, GS, go for it. <laughs> yep, exactly. All right, uh, grab another question. Blevins. Yeah. Okay. Let's do this one. This one is from DTA Papega. And we'll go into some of this question. This is kind of a multifaceted one. But uh, what are some changes or improvements you guys uh, feel could be implemented to further better the game? Quality of life stuff, balance updates, or just fun theory crafting on what other champions and their cards would be? So the second part, um, I'm going to just preface this with we might be the two worst people to... Um, <laughs> to guess about what other champions from league of legends would mm-hmm. and what their cards would be because neither of us is super into league proper. Um, so I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm just going to take that part of the question out. Yep. There are other Bam, people. Who are, it. Yeah. There are other people who are much better at answering that question and I'm sure they make great content, but it's not going to be here. But in terms of quality of life stuff or improvements on the game, I'm going to be honest. A lot of it is extremely good considering how early of like an alpha or whatever you want to call this is the only thing I really want um, better explained is some of the interactions. uh, There's just not like, like in magic, there's the like very defined like hierarchy and like almost like order of operations of how things work. Mm -hmm. So very few things in magic, the gathering are, um, subjective as to how they might work um there it's all very objective based and logical based i mean some of it you might have to look into the the rules on the back end but it's like very like where the colon in the activation cost absolutely matters and can change what a card can do so yep more of that or at least some way um to do that oh that actually so specifically one thing that i absolutely want more clarification on is if a minion's ability just happens when you play it or if it like when you cast it it creates a spell that goes on the stack Mm -hmm. i don't know when that when that does or doesn't happen and i like anivia works anivia when she attacks will create that blizzard or whatever it's called spell on the stack. Yeah. And then it happens. Whereas other things will just happen automatically. And I want some sort of delineation and I want a way to know, like from just from looking at the card, whether or not that's going to happen. Yeah. Cause there's like that. What is it? Like the seven cost dude that if a unit died, uh, it kills the enemy's two lowest power creatures or something. Mm -hmm. There's like that one. And it does the same thing where it creates the ability on the stack as well. Yeah. But then Which some things you don't. can deny that, or uh, yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. So I'm like, uh, can I do that every time? Or yeah, or no. <laughs> yeah, that 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 makes sense. I think for me, uh, the biggest quality of life things, obviously, like I want a friends list, so things well, like yeah. that. But yeah. um, I, I think the, the game. biggest thing for me, yeah, I want to play the game. Um, being that you should be able to import a deck from inside of a editing a deck like that made me so annoyed like we had the back out of the menu to go mm. to the other part of the deck yes. to import a code yes um the the, the overall menu altogether is kind of confusing a bit like being finding where your quests are was kind of annoying mm. 
Um, there's just like a nitpicky things like that. Um, yeah, that, that was the biggest thing, like importing a deck from inside when you're building a deck, like it, it was so annoying having to like back out. Cause like yeah. there's so many times where I'd get like halfway through a deck and I'd want to like import a deck to kind of compare it. Like mm. being able to do that would be nice. Um, comparing decks would be really good. Mm. Um, I'd love to be able to do that. Um, and I just thought of one that was really, really annoying, but I can't remember what it was cause I just lost my train of thought. Well, I've got, while you're thinking of that, I got another one, um, that I know is too early and I know it's probably not on the radar right now, but I want to start the complain train right now. Spectate mode, spectate mode, yeah. spectate mode, because it's absolutely needed to run tournaments. I don't care if riot doesn't want to run tournaments right off the bat. I want to be able to run community tournaments yeah. and, and cast tournaments yeah. and it's just yep. can't do it unless there's a spe- well can't do it easily and effectively and yeah. cheaply unless it's uh there's a spectate mode because then I have to hire mm-hmm. a producer and they have to have everyone who's participating stream their game yep. and it's just such a uh I mean the people I know that can do that are really great but it's it's a whole hullabaloo where really I just want to yeah, be able to pain. tell people let's do that I mean my real dream is like, let's get a tournament client with spectator mode so that I can just like mm. create a code. Like they had this in artifact. That was one of the great things about artifact. It was like, you can just run a tournament and uh, super easy. Have people join, join the tournament and all that. But I know that's a while away and I know it's probably somewhere, but I'm just starting it now. Yeah. It's a thing yeah, I absolutely get, want. Get it going. All right. I figured out my last two. I have okay. two. Okay. Um, I want, when you import a deck string, I want an auto-complete, like where it would automatically use your materials and finish the deck for you without yes. you going and individually making cards. Yes. That I really want. And then this one, I don't even know. It may be a thing, and you're going to call me stupid. Um, I want to be able to see graveyards. Is that a thing? Uh, I, I couldn't hmm. figure out a way to do that, to see what cards were in a graveyard. Hmm. You know, I don't actually know. Yeah, because there's like a lot of because I was playing a lot of you know self-sacrifice decks where you mm-hmm. kill your creatures, and like I want to know how many shark chariots I have in my de- graveyard, and yes. I want to know, or how many have I killed all of my whatever my minions that I think are dead. Like I want to yeah. be able to see graveyards. Yeah, or at least like the cards that it's relevant to, right? Yeah. Like if you're looking at um. Oh God, I forgot what he's called already. If you're looking at Twilight thing and uh, yeah, Twilight dude, Twilight dude, if you're looking at Twilight dude, if it, I mean, that would probably be a little bit of a stretch, but like have, if, if I right click him, it will show you who you're going to resurrect if you play him or, or like what, like yeah. What are the potential dead here? Like just being able to see which of my champions have died already. Mm-hmm. Um, just things like that would be very good. Cause there are a lot of, you know, ways to interact with your graveyard right and for those of you who don't play magic it's your discard pile right um there's a lot of ways to interact with that but i want to visually see because there's a couple games i was playing like a shark chariot um thresh zed deck and i was oh, yeah. i thought i had two in my graveyard but i only had one and i i lost the game because i'm like all right yeah it'll bring back both my chariots i'm like ah just kidding only one chariot right i suck yeah yeah um yeah, the other things that I keep thinking of are just like I guess iterations of what we've already talked about, but I will come across more and, and talk about that. But really great question again from DTA Papega or at Tiru T E R U nine one three three on Twitter. 
Um, yep. Thanks, everyone, for submitting questions. Again, if you want to tweet yep. at us, at Terrible on Twitter, uh, you can tweet us questions there. We have now a questions. What's it actually called? Question. Uh, Rune terrible question. We have we have a place in the Discord that it makes sense to submit the questions. Oh yeah, there's like uh, a listener questions. Listener questions. There it is. I I, I couldn't I couldn't look. Um, yeah, even if you want to, if you uh, on runeterrible.com on our website, uh, there's a contact form. If you want to send us a question there, you can as well. Oh ho 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 ho! We are we are that fancy. We got the we got oh it all. yeah, we got it all. But speaking of it all, that is all for the yep. show. Thank you, everyone who submitted questions, everyone who listened, all that good stuff. Saucy, where can people find you on the internet besides all of our oh, great yeah. Rune Terrible stuff? Yeah, so of course the biggest things like um, RuneTerrible.com, the Rune Terrible twitter all that because this is this is the thing that i'm super passionate about right now mm. i know blevin's super passionate i know all of you yeah, listening yeah. obviously listening to a podcast for a game that's potentially six plus months out like don't it, don't say such awful it's things it. it's I'm gonna be saying. out on january 1st okay <laughs> absolutely no the, we're, getting the it for beta will. we're getting it for christmas <clears throat> but, we're but yeah um i'm just saucy mailman everywhere on the internet Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, Spotify, all the places. I stream five nights a week. Um, unsure of what exactly I'll be streaming now that Rune Terror <laughs> is not here. Blevins and I had this conversation for too long today. Um, but I play a lot of Hearthstone. Uh, Blevins is going to teach me TFT. Yeah. Um, just a bunch of stuff. Been playing. Uh, I'm trying to get more, more into my Riot lore because I've never played League before. Um, I was I was a Dota two kid. I never mm -hmm. played League, um, so I'm trying to get more into the Riot lore. So TFT is going to be my way to like learn how this works. Well, I am also going to be doing some Riot lore research, and I actually have the <laughs> League of Legends Realms of Rune Terra lore uh, companion book to actually learn more of the lore on my own time uh, and do some reading. Um, I actually may have bought that book just for a bit on uh, uh, my Teamfight Tactics show, but I'm actually reading it, and it's and it's great. Um, but, yeah, you can find me on the Internet at the underscore Blevins on Twitter. Um, the Discord is going to be the best place to find me, discord.me slash runeterribleradio, um, and just on Discord in general, I'm – Blevins on it just find me on the on the Discord channel and I'm I'm in I'm in everything. Um mm. but make sure you're also following the Twitter at Rune Terrible. Runeterrible.com also has all of our links. You're definitely gonna want to go there. Uh at some point we're gonna be getting some more content on there, but it's at least at the very least a place to contact us and a hub for all the content, if you will. Um Get your questions in, guys. We want to go and talk about them on the show. We really do appreciate it. But that is going to be it for this week. In terms of schedule and, and upcoming stuff, it's going to be case-by-case -case basis. You know, yeah. I if, if we've got stuff to talk about and you guys are uh, you know want us to talk about stuff, let us know. We will definitely be doing that. But uh, we're going to be on a uh, tentative basis in the in the in the interim while we wait for the game to come out but mm -hmm. we will absolutely still be active on the discord if nothing else so contact yep. us there and uh keep keep the conversation going but that's gonna be it for this episode thanks everyone again for saucy mailman i am the blevins and we will catch you guys next time on rune terrible radio Ooh.